Hello, and we are back with the Fearless Lioness Specialist. Hello, Julie. How are you? Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Lovely to be here. Ciao, everyone. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here with us. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do as a transformational coach and tell us about how you came up with the title, the title for Fearless Lioness Specialist. How did that come about? Okay, I'd be glad to share. I have an amazing story. So yes, uh, I used to be um, uh, an abandoned, rejected, invisible, abused, and people-pleasing kitten. And um, I transformed myself. There was a very pivotal event in my life which caused me to really um, sh shake off this kitten-like um, costume and really stand in my um, lioness persona, which is what we were all, we were all born lions or lionesses. Uh, and then I, I revolutionized and transformed myself into a fearless, strong and confident lioness who has found her roar again. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love that, Julie. That is fantastic. So what is your goal with your business and the things that you hope to impact other communities with? What does that look like for you? Well, I'm, I'm on a really big, passionate uh, mission to help a billion female entrepreneurial kittens um, to find their role and also to become fearless, strong and confident lionesses, you know, so that they can live a life by design and not by default, which is what most of us are living our lives like. Oh, that's so true. Myself, as a recovered people pleaser, I mm. understand what that was like. A lot of times feeling like my personal opinion should be stifled in the in pursuit of likability or being agreeable. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I was not very fulfilled living in that way because I felt like I was stuffing the version of me that I actually am into a box just to be liked. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm telling you, honey, when I when you get out of that box, you're never going back in. <laughs> because, I know. Because what it's freeing, just being yourself, right? Exactly, exactly. But what people don't realize is the magic happens outside the comfort zone, your comfort zone box or desert island, whatever you want to call it. That's where the magic happens, and you have to step out of it in order to have a, a happier, fulfilling life, right? That's so true. That's so true. So what was the pivotal point that you experienced, that, that you evaluated yourself and you said, I am people pleasing. I am not living up to my full potential. I'm not as confident as I know I should be. And then you started to do the work. So what was that moment like for you when you had that self-awareness? Well, actually it was a particularly sad and traumatic experience in my life. Um, but it was the moment where I realized that I really had to dig deep and rediscover who I was and and decide who I wanted to become because I was just spiraling out of control. Um, mm -hmm. Back in 2006, when my beloved dad died and my world collapsed um, and I experienced other traumatic things on top of that, um, yeah. including the end of a five year relationship with my fiance. 
I was grieving for both relationships. I was crying nonstop for 12 hours and I never cry. Um, I was accused of crying um, crocodile tears, didn't have the support of my family or my friends. Um, my friends couldn't understand what I was going through. Yeah. I had had um, uh, a speeding ticket because I wasn't aware of what I was doing in the car. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then I had a, a little car accident, but thankfully not with any other car or driver or object. I just slipped on some diesel and ended up in the field. But luckily, oh. it was the, the curve, um, the bend before, because if it had happened at the next bend, um, I would have hit a tree and that would have been the end of me. But this was this was a, a big wake up call. But stupid me because I was still in this daze, and I don't know if you know about grief. You go through all these different phases. Yeah. I went to work, and I was white as a sheep. And the HR lady was very concerned about my mental stability, so she spoke to my boss, and I I was a um, contractor for a rather cushy company, uh, a, a big uh, blue chip company. Sorry, in, a, in Cambridge, it was a cushy contract. And she, she um, voiced her concerns to my boss and then he decided to let me go. Oh. So I lost my job, I lost my dad, I lost my fiancé, had a car accident, you name it. Everything happened all at once. So I kind mm. of spiralled, as you do, because right. all, of this, all of these negative things, it's overwhelming. It really is unbelievably right. overwhelming. So, right. so I, I pigged out on comfort food. I was so depressed. I went to grievance counselling. I was um, basically throwing my money away because she wasn't giving me any any like um, tools that I could use. She was just sitting there listening. And yeah, I, yeah. I suppose that was good because I didn't have anybody to listen to me. Right. <laughs> so it was helpful on one essence, but you're like, yes. uh, I need some things to implement here, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want to get better. Right. Yeah, of course. I don't want to be stuck like this. And this lasted 10 months. Right. Um, and um, eventually, last resort. Um, oh, yeah. One other thing. The only thing that kept me sane, and I didn't realize until I did some studying later, how therapeutic it was, was a wonderful cat. She never left my side. She constantly purred. The purring, I don't know if you know, is really therapeutic. Mm, okay. No, I yeah, that was really calming me down and making me feel loved and wanted, which I just felt so isolated and, and abandoned at that point, right? Yeah. So in the end, I, I thought, okay, let's try as a last resort, let's go to the doctor, see what he can prescribe. So of course he prescribed diazepam, which is a really strong antidepressant. Okay. But I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts, it wasn't gonna, it wasn't the right thing for me, but I thought I would try it. I took half a tablet, and then tried to walk up the stairs to go to my bedroom and I was so dizzy and out of it and and and, and the big a very loud voice in my head told me you don't need drugs mm. you can do this you can get through this is all a big test that you have to get through so I went into my library my personal development library and I pulled out two books which really changed my life um the Jack Canfield's Chicken Soup for the Soul. Everybody knows this. He's famous. He's got a whole, yeah. Yeah. Got a whole library of them now. Um, yeah. 
that was amazing. So depending on how I was feeling, in whichever stage of grief I was in, I just dived into the book and it helped me lift me out of that phase. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic, yeah. Julie. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable because that's a lot. And mm. a lot of us, yes. we are, it's, I guess it depends on how you view your circumstances, how vulnerable you allow yourself to be. Cause some of us are concerned with being judged. So yeah. even being vulnerable in our truth and the things that we had to go through in order to be where we are now, that's brave in itself because we live in kind of this instant gratification zone right now amongst society. So people really highlight, they love to highlight the wins. That's why I'm transparent with all the failures I had. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, yeah, I want not. people to know that I built up upon mm. the failures. I didn't let them defeat me because I think the power lies in the overcoming. Of course, right? of course, of course. Yeah. And I keep reminding people that, you know, Thomas Edison, you know, he burnt off his eyebrows so many times and had something like 10,000 light bulb failures until he finally cracked it. He didn't give yes. up. Yes. But each time he failed, he learned something new and he improved. And that's what Absolutely. we're all doing in this entrepreneurial game, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So when you were going through your experiences, were you certified prior to going through this pattern, this series of events that kind of put you on this trajectory to help a billion women, were you certified before then? Or did you have that pivotal moment where you knew something had, had to shift and then you pursued your certification to be able to help other women in situations like you? Okay, well, I did it after because again, the universe intervened and told me that I, I was supposed to um, start my coaching career sooner than planned. Mm -hmm. um, I've been building up to coaching. Coaching for me is like mentoring the next step after teaching. I'm an English teacher as well. Uh, I'm all about educating and sharing knowledge and helping people um, uh, have a better life. If you're yeah. Home, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So no, I didn't have the qualifications beforehand, but I did get them because I know how some people just hang on all, all your qualifications and certifications, don't they? Mm -hmm. yeah, yes, for sure. But I definitely have the life experiences. I'm overqualified as a transformation coach, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you, um, when you were formulating your goal and putting your plan into action to become the type of coach that you mm -hmm. are today, why did you land on a billion women to serve? What was your thought process around that? Okay, well, it started at around about 10,000. And then I got into um, studying and learning and implementing the law of attraction, which I'm very big on. And I teach yes. it. And I use it to great effect in my life. I mean, I've just manifested this amazing flat that I'm in up in the beautiful Italian Alps. That's oh. a huge manifestation, right? Right. And, and it's it's bills and rent free, right? Wow. Yes, that's a huge manifestation. <laughs> that's just one of many. So when I was learning about the law of attraction and all of that, I was like thinking, okay, well, then I need to, getting back to your question, which I've, it slipped my mind. What was the question again? Sorry. 
Good lots question. Of what made you land on a billion women yes. to serve? Yeah. Yes. So you have to take inspired massive action in the law of attraction in order for it to manifest. So I yeah. decided, yeah. what the hell? One billion, but not directly. I can't contact one billion people and make such a huge impact on their lives. But through the ripple effect, if I help you, you will go and help your inner circle and you'll, you'll use the tools that I teach you to help them or you will be a role model for them. And they'll be like, why, how did you get to get from kitten to lioness? Tell me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had the same thought process, right? Mm -hmm. When I'm thinking about the people that I want to impact and what that network looks like. And I started to actually put into plans. Like I want to impact people with my book. I want to impact mm -hmm. people with this podcast. I want to impact mm -hmm. people with the conferences and the speaking engagements. So when you think about your life's work and how many lives you will touch and how many people you inspire, like just my book alone, people come back and the things that they say, just inspired to move forward with their business and feeling passionate about what it is they're doing. It mm. is that ripple effect. There will be yeah. lives, Julie, that we touch where we may never hear the story. Yeah. We may take that person's hand, but because of the ripple effect and how we affect other people and how we do it with intentionality and love and yeah. caring and in all of those wonderful things in our yeah. heart, there will be circumstances where we don't even know the fruits of our labor, the people that yes. it was it touched so do you visualize you talked about manifestation so mm -hmm. do you practice visualizations and like oh, vision yes. boards and keeping it very in oh, the front yes. of your mind yes yeah. yes yep um songs music affirmations you name it everything i do everything i've got alarms going off on my phone telling me to remind me to think positive to raise my vibrations because during the day there's so much negative energy thrown at us yeah. Um, it just lowers how we feel and we're, you know, I, I love what um, Wendy said about the smile. I'm always smiling. That's why I've got these big cheeks. <laughs> you know? That's so amazing. Yeah. Yes. yes. And that's true. We have to put in a lot of work to make sure that we're protecting our energy and to make sure that we are operating at a certain level. You know, I, I too believe that we vibrate on certain levels. And that's yeah. why certain people like just meet each other and click and they they hit yeah. it off is because you're vibrating at a certain level to where yeah. you're matching vibration. If something yeah. someone is operating or vibrating at a lower level than you are, you're yeah. going to be like, "Okay, I love you, but I think I might have to love you from a distance because we're not <laughs> yeah. we're not on the same level, right?" So yes. I, I, I completely understand that. So did you have that mindset when you were going through your struggles or were you just so engulfed with the anxiety and the depression and the circumstances that you weren't able to see past your predicament? It was overwhelming and it's taken me a long time for me to um, shake off and remove the onion layers, I, I compare it to um, an onion. So we were all born lions and lionesses, as I said, but over time, all these layers start accumulating over the, the lioness persona. Uh, if it's, you know, society, our parents, the education system, whatever it is. And right. so basically we need to understand who we truly are. A lot of us are trying to find our purpose here. Um, and we, 
by stripping back the layers to find out who you truly are, um, you just become so authentic and it just mm-hmm. shines out of you. Even even doing things virtually, people have yeah. told me they can feel the, the positive energy coming off me. Um, yeah. there's, there's, all, there's energy everywhere. So, yeah. But, but from somebody who's gone from a very um, ego-controlled, left-brain kind of thinking, very mm-hmm. much a, um, a programmed person, I've had to um, basically delete the programming and put my own software in there and pick yeah. and choose what, what my parents taught me. Some of the stuff was ridiculous. And I'm like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with who I am today, you know? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So you were helping women overcome the, the personal, the limiting beliefs and yeah. gain that confidence that they need to in order to become the best version of those themselves. Mm-hmm. What type of identity or what type of traits do you typically identify that associate with low self-esteem? What does that look like? Oh, low self-esteem. Okay. Uh, well, this is one of my modules in my um, Unleash Your Lioness coaching program. We do a deep dive into how low your self-esteem is, but it covers um, how you see yourself in the mirror. Can you even look at yourself in the mirror? Most of us are just in auto autopilot mode, brushing our hair, putting our makeup up on, brushing our teeth. But nobody actually really looks deep into the eyes. The eyes are the eyes, the windows to the soul. So, you know, we need to be um, loving ourselves in the mirror and all this, all this good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, <laughs> uh, I do all of these kinds of things to help me and I teach all of this stuff. So low self-esteem for me is when you don't have you, you don't have and you don't feel and trust your own intuition. You have a gut feeling about something, but you need approval for it. Oh, um, yes, That's so good. Yeah. That, heard, <laughs> that external validation, yes, yes, yes. That is that's um, that's something else that I had mm. to overcome myself. Right, I think yeah. all of us at some way shape or form where we forget who we are in the essence of our individual individuality and who we have come to this planet to be because yeah. along the way you know there's these various blockers uh mm. of people or on systems and everything attempting to strip strip us of the essence of our actual natural being so you go through this process of like trying to fit in and try to be accepted and looking for val- outward validation so mm a lot of the things that I had to overcome was that outward validation piece where I felt like, oh, well, if I'm on this, if I'm the chair of this board, or if I sit on this council, or if I do this thing, or if I'm featured in this article, then I'll be good enough. And it wasn't until I was featured in all the things, that I was the leader of all the things, that I was like, this, no. (laughs) It's not until you do all the things that you realize that that is not how you should measure yourself, not by your outward accomplishments. It yeah. really adds up to mean nothing. It starts from within. We have to love ourselves who, yes. as who we are. It, it, it's not something that's earned, essentially, self-love, yes, right? Of course, of course, yeah. of course. yes. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It was spot on, um, but it really is um, a huge journey going inward, reflecting on who you are, really 
really looking with like a microscope at what your limiting beliefs are, what your what your fears are, why do you have low self-esteem? Um, you know, what are you what is your real character? I've done so many quizzes and tests to really get to grips with who am I as a person. And the more I learn, the more I'm more comfortable in my own skin. And I think once you are comfortable in your own skin, you can do anything. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. It really requires bravery to be comfortable yes. within our own skin. Because yes. when we are our truest self and someone doesn't like you, then mm -hmm. you it's personal. But yes. if you are pretending to be a version of yourself and someone doesn't like you, it doesn't hurt as much because they don't like the facade or they don't like the perception of you. So it's almost like a way to guard ourselves of like, well, I'm going to just be show up in this way. So I'm likable and so I'm acceptable, but this isn't really who I am. So you ultimately end up feeling empty anyway, because that person doesn't like you for who you actually are. Now, honey, 2023, I am Alexandria all the way. <laughs> and if people don't like me for who I am, that's fine. I get it. Yeah. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to do what God put exactly. me to do. Yes. Love yes. myself and to love my, my network and people and to try to empower people and uplift people and help people along their journey. And I understand there's going to be people along the way that doesn't like me for X, Y, Z. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I was the type of person where I was like, that person don't, doesn't like me. I'm going to make them my friend. <laughs> I don't have time for that now. Like, mm -hmm. if I get vibes from you, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it takes, it takes a lot of courage and realization and awareness to, to get to that level. A lot of people are just so um, fixated. I was in trying to fit in, but we're all so unique. Um, why are we all trying to be like everybody else? Yes. It's such hard yes. work as well, trying to do that. It's exhausting. Oh, it was so exhausting. exhausting. I, was, I was about and to say I, Yeah, I just woke up one day and I said, I just said, can I excuse my French, but fuck it. Why can't you just live as you are? Be who you truly are. Break away, break the mold, be the black sheep of the family. Be outspoken, controversial, whatever, whatever makes you happy. Otherwise, you are going to end the rest of your days with so many regrets about not living your life to the fullest and 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 or as excuse me as authentically as you can. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the sixteen ways to overcome the toughest challenges—that mm. is one of your methodologies, right? Yes. So how did you come about breaking down those 16 ways to overcome your toughest challenges? Oh, well, uh, some of it comes out of my coaching program. Um, a lot of it I've faced myself, you know, so yeah. I've, I've gone, I've done a lot of, I'm a great researcher. I've done some loads of research on uh, tips and advice and tools on, on what can help you um keep moving forward we're all trying to move forward we're all trying not to let our past control our present um we're trying to desperately keep our thoughts positive uh trying to keep high vibe as well high vibrations 
So yeah, um, that's what I've, I've been doing. So I came up with those 16 different ways. In my opinion, they're the, they're the, the most important 16 ways. Yeah. 16 ways to overcome the toughest challenges. And you you look at the entire person, right? So it's a holistic mm -hmm. approach to evaluating these women that you partner with to help them overcome whatever obstacle it is that's keeping yes. being confident, right? Yes. I also throw in there, just for good measure, um, instant miracle healing, which is re removing energy blocks that they may have. Which is really powerful. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. Yes. So yes. how do you go about doing that? Oh, the, the instant miracle healing thing, that that's that's a gift that I've um picked up over the last three years. It's something we all have within us, but a lot of us don't realize. But when when somebody shows you that you are able to do this, um it's like it's opened up so many doors. I've helped to heal, heal so many people. Um, I do a mixture of um, high energy, um, high frequency healing and uh, the peace process. So it's a two way thing. You're doing something and I'm doing something. And the two uh, method methodologies are really powerful together. Uh, wow. So I've managed to I've managed to stop a migraine in a minute. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so it's, it's powerful the, stuff. In the in the physical essence that you yeah, yeah, using, using in the physical. Yeah, using my energy, my chi, as they like to call it, yeah, the chi, uh the prana energy inside of me. Yeah, I can heal you. But we can all heal ourselves, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, but that all comes back to you helping other women identify that they are capable yes to heal themselves yes to live in their own power mm, so that yes. that's where your title came from you want to be known as the fearless lioness specialist because you want to help women identify their own lioness and do yes. that through your lived experiences the things that you overcame Mm -hmm. That's a, that's amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing. So tell the people how they can get in contact with you. And you have a special deal for our listeners and our viewers, don't you? I do indeed. Yes. Uh, I am not only just uh, offering the freebie, um, but I'm also offering a generous 50% off my highly successful coaching program which is designed to halve your fears and double your self-esteem in only three months which is quite um quite a statement to make but if you follow all the homework the homework's really um interactive and um inspirational you listen to music you watch videos you record your own voice um it's amazing stuff and um intertwined in my course is also about the law of attraction so the components of the law of attraction are also in my course but i would um, like to highlight some powerful modules just to give them a taste of what's in there um so we do a deep dive into what's holding them back uh we really dissect what is um the fear fiend and what fears they actually have so they can address them 
Um, I help them to reclaim their power, to get out of the, um, the victim mode. Um, I do the instant miracle healing, as I mentioned. Um, I do attitude of gratitude, which is all helping with raising your vibrations, getting in tune with um, receiving uh, better things into your life, better things, better people. Um, also, how to make a no regret decision, which is really important these days. Um, I have a module called Shut Up Chip. <laughs> uh, and Chip, Chip is basically your negative self-talk character. Mm -hmm. And you just need to turn the volume down on him. Yeah. Well, a lot like of people don't know how to do that. <laughs> like a chip on your shoulder. Shut up, yeah. Chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I have these, um, I finish off the, the whole program with motivational stories, which is which are really great. Yeah. I love so, yes. that. And I have um, uh, one of the best testimonials I can I can share with you is um, with my paying client. She was stuck in her comfort zone. She had a huge fear of rejection, constantly looked for others for uh, approval and validation, felt really bad about herself and relied on other people's opinions even, right? And then after these um, three months, she can listen to herself now. She doesn't judge herself anymore. She doesn't compare herself to others, which is a big no-no. Um, she puts herself first, i.e. she loves herself. She's at peace with herself. She's focused and concentrated on her goals now. She's constantly expanding her comfort zone, even if she's only taking baby steps. And she's fully aware of her limiting beliefs now. So she's yeah. controlling them. So that's an amazing testimonial. Yeah. Powerful program. Oh, so good, so good. So, guys, make sure you connect with Julie here. Her her deal is you get fifty percent off her coaching program when you email query about UYL program to Julie.elves72 at gmail.com. And as we come to the close of our podcast, we are a podcast that prays. So we like to give gratitude and honor God. That's what we believe, um, our God for our abundance. And, you know, we do a lot of vision boarding ourselves, Julie, darling. We know about that life, right? Because we we want to live a certain way. Yeah. But I appreciate your time with me here. And we, we do close out with prayer. Okay, so I'm going to get into it. Dear God, we thank you for another day. I thank you for the opportunity to meet with so many amazing, powerful people. I thank you for the opportunity to help the people that I align with, to inspire people, to lift up people in their businesses and their operations. And I, I ask that you offer a hedge of protection around people's livelihoods and their health and their lifestyles and their mental fortitude, Lord God. I thank you for this opportunity and I steward my voice with intentionality and in love every day, every minute. I pray these things according to the character and identity of Christ. Amen. All right, my love. All right, Julie. Thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being here with me. And thank you for telling me your story. I appreciate you.
Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for watching. And I love you guys. Be blessed.